welcome to the Adventure Game Hotspot Network Content Creators Podcasts um, and something else tacked on to the end of it. We can never figure out what to call this podcast, and I don't think we've had a proper meeting about it uh, since the inception of it. But uh, so, so this is now the the podcast with the absurd acronym. Uh, and uh, for those of you joining us from YouTube land, uh, hello, I'm the Space Quest Historian. This is a podcast, and we've actually been doing this for quite a while. Uh, it started with the Adventure Game Hotspot Network, which I will introduce the head honchos of in, in a brief second, because uh, both of them are here. And uh, it uh, it sort of began as a... As a you know, we're all content creators. We've joined this network of adventure game content creators, and maybe we should uh, like share notes, uh, tips and tricks, uh, uh, just a sort of how do you do, maybe alert each other as to what we've uh, got cooking up and such. And so we've actually done that for, I lost count actually. How many times have we done this? Four. More. Four? More. Four. Four. I think this is the fourth one. Uh, this is the fourth one, yes. Really? I'm sorry. Three. Yes. Three point one. I thought it was just more. Three. <laughs> yeah, it's, it just feels like more. It's just yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, so so there are some there there is a backlog of episodes on on Podbean, uh, which mm -hmm. is run by the uh, Adventure Game Hotspot Network. They've got a little uh, page on Podbean for uh, the other episodes, which are audio only. But this time we're on YouTube now, and uh, there are. A myriad of reasons why, but uh, most of them have to do with eyeballs, specifically yours. Um, so let me just go ahead and introduce the network, or at least those in the network that showed up today. Uh, first of all, let's uh, let's get the um, let's get the bosses out of the way. Uh, we are, we've got we've got uh, Josh and Jack, who are the two of the head honchos over Adventure Game Hotspot. I'm going to start with Josh because he's the one that's usually talks to us uh we <laughs> <laughs> um, hi guys <laughs> yeah joshua used to be known as weird gaming adventure been doing uh adventure game youtube videos for a while and now jack and i have been uh working on adventure game hotspot together the website um i like blink 182 and archer <laughs> the, <laughs> and long walks on the beach yeah uh, sometimes <laughs> unless it's too hot and i get sweaty Yes, mm -hmm. and and uh, Jack is the uh, bright ray of sunshine in the company. I'm told. Oh my goodness! Oh, this is this is a bleak uh, introduction. Then, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Adventure Game Hotspot editor. Um, but uh, before that, I worked um, for 18 going on a bazillion years at Adventure Gamers. So if you know anything about that site, you should be familiar with my work. So. But yeah, I gotta say, Adventure Game Hotspot turns uh, one year old this weekend. Yesterday, I think. So yes. happy birthday to us! Yay! Yay! Happy birthday! Happy birthday. We jumped on the we happy jumped birthday. on the mushroom and got bigger. That's right. <laughs> and so, uh, just uh, briefly for those uh, joining uh, who haven't heard of any of this uh, Adventure Game Hotspot Network thing, what was that all about? What was the impetus for starting this thing up, and why am I in it, and why is everyone else in it? Kind of thing. Hey, Jack, you're really good with the words. What are the trolls <laughs> out there? You're the editor guy. Well, yeah, I can't answer why Trolls is in it. No, but, no, uh, yeah, no. Uh, there's just so many uh, great content creators in the adventure game community. And, um, you know, I, I, there's no sort of one place. I mean, you can find them on YouTube, but I mean, sort of one individual place that 
Uh, people can go to make sure they're not missing things. So that was sort of our impetus to form a group that sort of we could help share coverage of on our website of all the great work that you guys are doing. And uh, so like if you're not, you know, sort of frequently on YouTube and, you know, you may not know about all the great work you guys are doing. So they come to our side and go, oh, OK, now I see it. This is great. I'm going to follow these guys. So that's yeah, all, it's yeah, great to uh, one big family collaborate with one another you know and help each other with uh, the ins and the outs uh, hopefully most of the ins and mm. uh and Gross. and grow <laughs> as we have and uh, and i love you guys all in a weird way thank you so much that was a wonderful biology lesson uh from <laughs> the boss man uh speaking of uh content creators uh you mentioned that most of them are on youtube uh, but we do have one in our midst who is not and uh, he's sure. in fact a, a podcaster and his name is paul and he has a fabulous amount of facial hair uh <laughs> hello paul how are you doing i'm good I'm, I'm growing this until it becomes a little more villainous and tie people to railroad tracks exactly it's 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 literally affecting my personality though it's changing me and so it's yeah it's got to go soon it's it's the worst it's so uncomfortable have any of you ever grown a must a you know a showy mustache it's the worst not showy no but my shaver broke for like six months and i felt like a fucking caveman terrible oh god i hate i especially hate the way it tickles your nose anyway you do a podcast Yeah, I guess I do. It's the classic gamers guild pod, podcast, I, and it's, pod, it's pod, just ironic. It's hard to talk. Is that's apparently what I do? CGGpodcast.com. dot com. We've we've done one hundred and eighty something episodes. Wow. Um, uh, we are running out of ideas, but you know, it's we're gonna we're gonna just go head back to episode one and start remastering things like Disney style. It'll be it'll be fine. Just add more CGI monsters, George Lucas style. It'd be fine. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And you and you co-host with our good friend Anna, who has also been on the show before. Exactly. Co-host with Anna, who very much uh, on brand is at a retro gaming expo in Portland right now, which is why she can't join us. But she's there with a lot of our mutual friends, Roberta Vaughn, and they're they're out having having a good having a real girly time. They, they threw their purses <laughs> in the circle, and they're just. Gonna dance oh. all night. That's not how either of them are. But it's yeah. It's Anna's, Anna's Anna's doing the retro thing, but she's she's the co-host and and yeah, we have fun. And and then I, I make the Phantom Fellows. I'm working on a point and click adventure game now, and and it actually gets dragged into a lot of that too. She has to do a lot of. Does this look good? Is that funnying for me? So. Hmm. And it is objectively one of the funniest games I've uh, played. The man actually has a way with words. Um, Thank you, <laughs> Speech impediment oh aside. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So, uh, yes, this is Paul. He runs uh, co-runs a CGT podcast uh, about adventure games. Uh, Daniel Albu over here is uh, the co-creator and showrunner i guess of uh conversations with curtis now who are you who's curtis and uh how have you been i've been well i've been better yes for reasons um <laughs> curtis is the lead main character in phantasm Goria 2 sierra online's third fmv game and curtis is the the other half of conversations with Curtis. Curtis is uh, played by Paul Morgan Settler. And we started out as a channel that focuses on Phantasmagoria 2 with interviews about Phantasmagoria 2 and the cast and crew. 
and we branched out to everything adventure game related. Yep. And you do a lot of wonderful interviews, you do a lot of wonderful Let's Plays, and you've managed to get the, the old Phantasmagoria band together. In fact, even the actress who played Adrienne in the first Phantasmagoria played her game with Paul on your stream. And now she's playing it with me. And this this Friday, we also have a special guest. And last Friday, we got Roberta Williams to join the live chat. Oh. oh. I, 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 I didn't know that. Now I'm waiting. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah I'm going to have to go check that out. Oh, and... Uh, uh, oh, and I probably should have had the whole "what are you working on" thing rolled into this little mm -hmm. round table, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll get there anyway. Uh, rounding out the cast is uh, One Short Eye, who is the man with the subscriber count to dwarf us all, and also <laughs> speed running uh, extraordinaire fountain of knowledge. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm actually quite good <laughs> for good. once. If I, if I should add, I wanted to add this too, since Daniel brought it up. Uh, Victoria also wrote a really well-written article about her experience yes. um, playing herself that was really introspective. And maybe we can put that link in the description or something, but it, it was a good read. Definitely should. I shared that on, on, on <laughs> the socials. I was going to say Twitter. That's not his name anymore. Uh, but yeah. Um, I will always call it Twitter. I'm still always yeah. on Twitter. Absolutely. Now on that, we can absolutely agree. Um, okay, so so let's uh, let's circle back. Uh, uh, one short eye. What have you been working on, and what's coming up in the future for you? Yeah. So the big thing right now is sort of a two-parter video on conquests of the longbow. The first video is about the details and the absurd amount of branching paths in the game itself. And the second one is about speedrunning the game. So that is what I am knee-deep in, in working on. And uh, many of the people in this call right now are, have been kind enough to help uh, voice act that because there, there are lots of parts. And I figured that it would be very boring to either have me voice all of them or for me to summarize everything. So <laughs> thank you. May I interject? Yeah. <laughs> so I sent uh, I sent one short eye my my clips, and he goes, "Hmm, can you do this again and not British?" <laughs> and I said, "Wait, that was British." <laughs> oh boy! Apparently, uh, apparently, it was a really bad, really bad voice. So it wasn't <laughs> a bad voice. It was just it was a little too silly for what. I was going for. Yes. Okay. Understood. <laughs> if I had told everybody else to be silly, it would mm -hmm. have fit, but it would have just been out of place. I just like the idea. Yeah, just, just think more Kevin Costner, less <laughs> Carrie Elves. The, the problem is that if you if you have people who don't have natural British accents trying mm -hmm. to do British accents and trying to act at the same time, it just comes across goofy for most of us. Totally didn't so. know I was British in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, I got another one coming at you, and it's going to be good. I know that. Okay, it's I gonna, hope it's going to be it's going to be uh, the, you know the Doom Guy kind of voice. Is gonna <laughs> yes, <that's> right. <laughs> it's going to be good as I can. Hmm. Well, looking forward to all of that. And uh, uh, Daniel, you've uh, already mentioned what's uh, coming uh, with uh, Adrian and uh, you playing Fantastic mm -hmm. Gloria. What else? What else have you got? Any sleep? Well, tomorrow, tomorrow we're doing a, 
I'm doing a Let's Play with David Fox. We're playing his game, Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. And which should be interesting. On Wednesday, I plan to play the FMV game, the 1996 FMV game. There were a bunch of them in 1996. Star Trek Borg, which was recently remastered, was a fan remaster. No. This guy found a DVD of the recordings from the game, and he remastered that in Ooh. 4K. And the game is available for... You can play it online. It's absolutely free. Wow. And I'm going to do a Let's Play with him, a Let's Play slash interview, in which he'll... Uh, let me know how he uh, how he upscaled the, the entire thing by himself while we're struggling to upscale Phantasmagora 2 by ourselves. <laughs> and oh, on wow. Friday, like I said, we're going to have Roberto Williams. No, not Roberto Williams. We're going to have um, Victoria and Paul, and we're going to play Phantasmagora 1. And we have a special guest. And no, it's not Roberto Williams. I was going to say. <laughs> it's Ken. Um, right? And um, oh, uh, probably not. But anyway, um, and back to Paul. What have uh, you guys uh, been working on? And uh, where are things? You said you were out of ideas. So cooking shows coming up in the future? <laughs> my knee-jerk reaction was to just deny things, as you said my name. Like, no, nothing. I'm not working on anything with anybody. <laughs> we're... <laughs> we're um, the typical uh, villain response. Yes. <laughs> I'm not up to anything. <laughs> yeah, you, have, you have to be careful with that train of thought because eventually you end up yeah. in the not allowed within 200 feet of a school kind of category. <laughs> you don't want that. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Well, we okay. So we we just did an episode. Well, I just did an episode yesterday with with fellow network member Adventure Game Geek, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was supposed to be us. The framing was like. If you if you're looking for a spooky game to play this this spooky season, me and Geek are going to help you pick which one. And and then I don't have leadership skills, so that that quickly was out the window. And it, it kind of just turned into like ranking horror games from zero to they have a pumpkin in them. <laughs> it was more how it turned out. That's tracks. It really it actually more devolved into to just games that it's like nighttime and raining. Which because there's there's not a lot of like horror adventure games, so we had to we had to broaden it out. But that that was a lot of fun. And then um, in the next month or so, we're gonna have uh, one short eye on to to do a longbow episode, which will be cool. And I think that's yeah, I think that's it. Is that was that an answer? Do I sound like that's a no? Yeah, yes, yes, and and cool. and yes, uh, you are off the hook. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, and uh, Jack and Josh, what's going on in the hotspot land? Well, I'll start with the website first. I'm going to take ex exception to, uh, to Paul saying there aren't many horror adventure games. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of horror adventure games, and we're covering a bunch of them this month, leading up to a special article about the top scary, the top 20 scariest uh, adventure games of all time. So that's, here goes House of Horrors, straight to number one. <laughs> no, um, we tried. We tried to get it to number one, but uh, <laughs> turns out. Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. But uh, that's all we're saying. So, but uh, we got some really interesting things happening on uh, the video end. So, Joshua, why don't you tell people what's coming up? Yeah, currently I am uh, working on a promo for uh, upcoming uh, adventure game hotspot uh, convention coming up. Got a, a bunch of developers. We're doing a funny little thing with um, Josh Bandel. 
He's like flying in his uh, in his King Graham outfit, and I'm <laughs> dubbing him in falling while he's trying to get get to uh, get to Tacoma for the April 21st uh, convention. Um, and then on the 21st of October, we are doing our as Jack had mentioned, it's our one year anniversary, and uh, we're going to do a 12 hour long uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> live stream and i assume that uh you folks or many of you will be there from from time and again and we've got lots of different developers coming in like ken williams dave gilbert yada yada oh, be a fun time. Wait, has it been has it been a year since the last 12 hour live stream it has on yeah. the anniversary yeah this, actually it was uh today yesterday yesterday was the the one year anniversary no, today was it today it was yeah literally a year ago today all right. It depends on your time. I just zone. recovered from it last week. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's right. gonna be a fun time. How about you, buddy? Me? Oh, mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, it was Scott Murphy's birthday uh, this mm -hmm. Friday at time of recording. Uh, so we, I, I, I say we. I scrambled uh, most of last week uh, getting uh, people to submit stuff to put in a in a birthday video every year we do the space quest olympics on his birthday they used to be live streams and now i don't i've, I've realized i don't like live streaming particularly much uh so uh, uh i decided to do a sort of stupid tricks cavalcade ah uh, several reasons one as you can tell i struggle with keeping my mouth shut and saying inappropriate things uh on the air and uh also i it's 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 just anxiety inducing for mm. me because uh, <laughs> It actually turns out I'm uh, I was I was late diagnosed with uh, autism spectrum disorder, and I couldn't figure out why my you know palms were sweaty and my head hurt after every live stream. And it turns out it probably might have something to do with that. So oh, wow. I'm not uh, I'm not too keen on live streaming. Um, so so we did the whole stupid human tricks uh, thing instead, which. Uh, Luckily, uh, some people in this call also were uh, kind enough to submit some stuff for, and uh, Scott watched it and said uh, he enjoyed it very much. And uh, hey, that's that's always good news. Um, and I'm also working on a video that should have been out like a month ago, uh, which is an, a uh, also sort of a cavalcade thing. Uh, this time, it's about uh, when you're a content creator, especially on YouTube, you tend to get a lot of unsolicited emails from publishers and adventure game uh, developers or just game developers in general saying, hey, check out our game, check out our Kickstarter. Would you like to give us some free promotion on your channel and such? And like an asshole, I usually ignore them. But uh, this time I, I thought, you know what, let's, uh, let's actually take a look. And then I invited some members of the network, and that would be One Short Eye and uh, Adventure Game Geek, who sadly could not join this call today because he doesn't know how to turn on his computer. And uh, see, there's that inappropriate thing again. And, um, <laughs> and Anna, live don't edit it out. <laughs> no, I won't. And and Anna, Paul's um, co-host. Again, I was about to say something inappropriate there. Um, no, uh, so, uh, no, we uh, we uh, got together and we played uh, four games that <laughs> were new at the time we started making <laughs> the video. They aren't really that current anymore, but uh, we we gave ourselves fifteen minutes to play each game, and then I just sort of cut together this little montage of us playing each game and Hilarious. ranked them and stuff like that. So that's coming out very very. It, this coming week, again, at time of recording, I will actually get shit done. What are you calling that, by the way? To the Wolves. Oh, so yeah. 
you, like an asshole, you don't uh, you don't reply to them. But I want to be a real. I'm gonna throw them to the wolves. <laughs> that's that's the that's the general idea. No, we did we did actually email uh, each because we needed Steam keys. Obviously, they're hilarious, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 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 they they are technically on board with at least the premise of what we're doing, and we do plan to do more in the future. Hopefully, a bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I guess they're on board with you reviewing it, not with the premise. Oh, I told them the premise. I didn't. I didn't specifically say what we were going to do to them, but uh, I, I will. I will say we are very fair and very balanced individuals. Um, I than- was not involved in that one. Nope. No. I, I chose. I bowed out <laughs> real quick. I'm like, I'm out of this one. I think it's, it was one of those situations where it's better to let the children play and let the uh, adults <laughs> take a back seat. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I've got a, a bunch of other shit that I want to do in the future. There's a seventh guest retrospective, and I want to do a video on the most obtuse point-and-click adventure game of all time, Blue Ice. Uh, and I want to play Universe, and I want to get my Police Quest 2 Let's Play done. It's, it's a long, long road ahead of me. But anyway, <laughs> I won't bore you with any of that. Today we are actually here. How long has it been since we started? <laughs> like 40 minutes 40 or something. Minutes six years. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the topic of today, today's... Um, little shenanigan here was uh ironically i suppose everyone having already checked out of the video uh is uh community and um (laughs) how to keep them engaged and keep them interested and what we do to build our communities uh because you know (laughs) content creation is one thing but uh usually there are some people consuming that content and how do you build a community how do you keep them engaged how do you uh, how do you respond to favorable criticism Awful criticism, trolls, all that stuff. Not as in, well, how do you? I'll start again. How do you respond to people just being assholes for the sake of being assholes? Again, no, there's, there's not a clear enough distinction there. Um, <laughs> right, someone someone take this from me. Uh, so, oh, okay, so one short eye. Uh, the yes. man with the million subs. Uh, how? <laughs> it's not, you, not quite that much. No, but you do have a very healthy, very um, mature, uh, and I say this in a, in a sort of n- no one has thrown around any horrible slurs in your comments as far as I've seen. Uh, you have a very calm, nice, wonderful community. How to? How did that happen? Mostly, yes. Um, I, at least in the if you're talking about the comments section, I, that's mostly by accident. I think. Um, I I also think part of it is a lot of it is just the type of videos I make. I don't make like most of us here i don't make drama content i don't make you know i don't know what drama we would even have um you know stuff stuff like that i have gotten like some comments that i've had to remove you know what once once you get enough comments there's a there's always a small percentage of people who are who are just going to be jerks and rude um most of the time, it's it's ones. I don't know if this is quite accurate, but definitely, if they if they ever like make fun of somebody who I interviewed in a video, that's an almost an automatic like mm. get rid of it. You can make fun of me, that's fine, mm-hmm. um, and I will. But yes, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, but if it's uh, yeah, and some people are just sort of unhinged. Like I remember one guy who went to multiple videos and found people who were interviewed in the videos. And pretended as if they had been discovered for speedrun cheating, and was like, "Hey, I heard you got busted for cheating! Wow!" And did that like across multiple videos. It was just, it was, 
it, it was just weird. It was one of those like, what are you, this isn't like, <laughs> it's not even funny. It's just sort of weird. What are you doing? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to weird. Don't, don't worry. Um, but I, I want to, <laughs> so, but, uh, you cover adventure game speed running and, and speed running is by definition, a competitive, uh, mm-hmm. thing, but, uh, but you also have, if I may say so, sir, this very sort of, uh, calm and objective and sort of collected demeanor, uh, almost as an adult. Uh, so, uh, do you I, think, I think that contributes the, to the... That's the key of it. Yeah. Like yeah. We, we are all, everybody in our sort of corner of the speedrunning community, it, it, we understand that it's a friendly competition and we're all, we, we also tend because it's adventure games, we skew older. There's, I mean, there have been like minor disagreements and minor, if you want to call them dramas here and there, but... Mm-hmm. Only in the sense of like once you when you have a group of people who get together and do a hobby, sometimes toes get stepped on, and then guess what? We talk about it, and then it's over in very short amount of time, and we move on with our day. So human adult dialogue? No. Uh, yeah, you know who would have thought? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I guess I guess uh, Daniel, you must see some amazing drama from people like me who say that phantasmagoria isn't scary at all uh no no so so the community that's risen up around uh, conversation with curtis i would imagine uh most of them are phantasmagoria fans who enjoyed paul's portrayal in the game and also given that you've now interviewed a bunch of uh, really well-known people in the adventure game sphere you've also got i would imagine quite a few lucasarts fans joining in because mm-hmm. you seem to interview a lot of LucasArts alumni. Uh, so, so what's, what, what, what would you like, if you were to like stick a finger in the air and, uh, and sort of weigh in on the totally, you know, the, the vibe in your comments and uh, your community, so to speak, well, how would you describe it? Well, there are people that have joined our channel organically and by organically, I mean, actually finding out about our channel, watching the videos and watching the videos by us sharing them online or, or through Googling one of the search terms, then those people are usually more supportive of the content we create and the way we create it, either the live streams or the fact that uh, Paul is an inexperienced gamer and me as an experienced gamer and the dynamic between us. But um, recently we had some high profile guests which brought in their own viewers to our channel. And those viewers are accustomed to the um, format that those guests produce and not our format. So once we got those viewers to watch our content, we started getting let's say hateful comments about either us being um, annoying, boring, um, pathetic, whatever. So the thing is me, um, like Matt, comments about our guests are deleted automatically. I'm working very hard to get guests to our channel. And so the last thing I want is for them to feel unwelcome and even even trivial comments like, you know, boring, saying boring about a guest can actually um, 
they can take it personally. And we've had a guest that has taken personally uh, a comment that we didn't delete that said boring about our guest, and they took it personally. And I, I remember the article that uh, Vic uh, Victoria wrote where she actually said in, in yep. the chat, someone that's, said, uh, that's the guest. That's the one. Yeah. She, so she's on record saying that it was her. Okay. Um, so the thing is that comments about, you know, I leave Paul to uh, either choose to delete or comment about the comments that are made about him. And he does the same for comments about me. And I started leaving the comments about me and I just started responding to them. You know, even the biggest trolls, I just started responding to all of them. So, for example, someone wrote that uh, we had a, a live stream with uh, Spoonie, with Noah Antweiler, in which me and him played uh, Dune. And one of the comments was that the live stream was boring and that um, we, we were pretty bad at playing Dune and that we didn't know what we were talking about. And so it's really hard to be bad uh, at playing Dune. So so the first thing I, I uh, when I replied, I told him, first of all, uh, we haven't played Dune in several decades, so we don't pretend as if we are good players because we aren't. And the second thing is I actually asked him what which information about Dune did we get wrong? Did we talk about something that that is not factually true? So eventually when he replied, he said, you know, you didn't mention that the characters in the game, some of them are similar to their movie counterparts. And we actually talked about that. But, you know, it, how do you go from that, you not talking about something to you not knowing what you're talking about. So uh, usually they get off their high horse and, and I started doing it like two months ago and eventually they all get off their high horse and they either apologize or they actually um, confirm the fact that they didn't know what they were talking about. Now see, we've, we've sort of preemptively gotten into how do we deal with bad comments and criticisms, valid or invalid and such. And, uh, and I will get back to all of that, but uh, what about the um, positive comments that you get? What, what's the sort of vibe you got? Let's say, now you, you've, you've sort of split your audience down in half, really. So it's like the people we used to get who were fans of Phantasmagoria and all that content, and then the people mm -hmm. who came in with the guests um, and, mm -hmm. and expected different kind of content. But how would you sort of... Uh, when, when we're talking about you know, the positive elements of, of your community, how would you describe those? Positive elements. Where first of all, we have a pretty supportive community. Our Discord channel is our Discord server has tons of uh, of users, and we have a pretty supportive uh, community. And we see that in the fact that we have a group of about 20, 30 people that join every live stream regardless of when we live stream and which day of the week. And this is a pretty, pretty great group of people who are fans of conversations with Chris. And, and, you know, regardless of the content even, because we started branching out from adventure games and we started playing all types of games. So, for example, I played Dune, which is 
part adventure game and part strategy game. Mm-hmm. People still tuned in. If anything, more people tuned in than on our regular live streams. And yeah, you should play Minecraft. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kidding. Don't play Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure 20 year olds will love me. No. <laughs> and, go, go Fortnite. And, no. And, and so the, the positive aspects of our community is the fact that it's a great group of people who, who just enjoy every content we create and are also supporting us through Patreon and coffee constantly. And, you know, we, we sometimes ask them, which type of content would you like us to produce? You know, we have, we have had people on Patreon from the beginning. There's someone who's at the top tier of several hundred dollars and she's been there from day one. So for three years, she's been paying several hundreds of dollars to support us. Wow. And, and Sarah, you know, what's your we, name? <laughs> <laughs> That's we're tabulating the cash here. Hmm, that's a lot of cash for three years. And, and so we like to ask all of our Patreon members, not just the top tier, um, which content would they like us to produce? And most of them reply that they just want us to continue producing content. That's it. There you go. That's the... Um, which, that's- uh, which is great to hear because then you know that they support you regardless of what you create. But it leaves you wondering what other type of content you can create that can bring in even more people or can keep everyone's interest. And that's where the cooking show comes in. Trust mm-hmm. me, it worked for Tecmo. It can work for you. Um, <laughs> okay, so- not boring. <laughs> cooking. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to that boring level real uh, soon. <laughs> and, and the cool thing is Tecmo doesn't even have a sense of taste, which makes his cooking shows even more impressive. Um, <laughs> I w- I'll, I'll get back to you, Daniel. Uh, I want to know about uh, Paul, because you guys are in the podcasting community. So how much of a community do you have around the uh, uh, show? Obviously, you're branded as the Classic Gamers Guild podcast, which means... Uh, for those of you who don't know, Classic Gamers Guild is a Facebook group uh, full of adventure game fans and like-minded nerds. Uh, so you already have that community sort of half-baked into the show. First of all, what, uh, chicken and egg, what came first, the podcast or the community? And second of all, what sort of community do you have sort of outside the CGG bubble? Unclear. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the, the Facebook group... So the, I started the podcast with with uh, a guy named Rick, and as, as some of you may have run into him on, and he okay, look, doesn't matter. He started. Sorry, my son, my son is just selfishly sneezing, and it's just unbelievable. <laughs> um, is he twirling his mustache while he's doing it? <laughs> Should we all sneeze just to make him feel less selfish? <laughs> He'll be dealt with. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so Rick First started the, the Classic Gamers Guild. <laughs> he started the Classic Gamers Guild Facebook page and the podcast, and then he kind of saw himself out of the podcast, leaving leaving Anna and I. And um, so, so yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of almost in, accidentally attached to the Facebook group just because I had nothing to do with it. Um, but it does help because there's like five or six thousand people in that group, and it is it's an awesome community for for anybody watching, listening that's not a part of it. You should check it out because there's a lot of like alumni like Josh Mandel and people are um, Al Euphrasia are always around commenting and 
it's it's yeah it's it's a really fun place for adventure gamers i i don't go on there personally anymore just because i don't there was the game development and like solo dad stuff i never have time for facebook and i'm half saying that right now just specifically instead of for all of our listeners but for anybody that like leaves me comments or tags me and stuff because i go on like every three months and you see like a sweet comment and you're like oh i'm such a dick because I, I they probably think i'm just <laughs> ignoring them and uh, but i'm never i'm never actually on there which is probably not what to do if we're trying to set examples like if you have a facebook group that's really large and attached to your podcast probably address the people um <laughs> but not doing so is working out for us i mean <laughs> we've got we've got about like 20 patreon members which is enough to to pay our bills like for Podbean and clean feed um and then it leaves us 16 dollars that anna and i just savagely fight over every month <laughs> and <laughs> um but it's just nice. dangle them from a string and just go like cats <laughs> yes, bad at it. exactly <laughs> yeah it's good it's good for a number two at mcdonald's you know so it's it's nice but it is awesome having everything just kind of paid for and then just like a little you know a little extra tip jar i guess and um, so yeah, community engagement, Anna does handle all of that stuff, but there's, there's really not much like considering there's 5,000 people on, on the Facebook page, we get like one or two comments a month. And thank you, Josh, for those one or two comments. <laughs> <laughs> Love it's, you guys. It's almost odd. I know. Thanks, man. Love you too. It's, but it is, it's almost odd how big the group is to how little the, the engagement is, but we do, we always have a consistent amount of listeners. So I, I'm guessing that comes from there. So it all, it all just kind of works out. Hmm. So that's good. So, so uh, if I were to ask uh, positive, negative, what's the general vibe? It would just be a sort of crickets. Uh, you're quite sure that people are tuning in, but you don't get a lot of engagement uh, the other way. Is Shut he strangling? Is he strangling a cat? Baxter, come on! <laughs> the only thing I would add is is we we drop like our email at the end of an episode, and we do have a couple of listeners who who send us emails almost religiously. One one uh, guy named Brian Brian Manal who makes music under the moniker Death Defiant and death defying and if anybody here likes synthwave music his his music is awesome um i think he's actually worked on a few like indie adventure game scores and stuff like that but yeah just for anybody listening i'm, I'm just gonna free plug him because he's such an awesome dude and he sends us the sweetest emails like just really in-depth like you could tell he he you could tell he just he really appreciates the show like the kind of emails that make you want to keep going with it you know it's like wow this as long as as long as your show means like a lot to like three people you know we'll have like somewhere between I don't know, 200 and 500 listeners an episode. So it's, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's not like the greatest numbers, but all that aside, when you get emails from Brian and then we get like you know, one or two from other people peppered in a month, it's like, it's really cool. Cause it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I have podcasts that I I'm like a fan of and it's, it's just kind of cool to know there's people out there that are like looking forward to, to your release day. Yeah. And it's, it's also kind of interesting because podcasts are generally not, uh, you don't get a lot of comments. It's mostly like personal correspondence type things, more like in private, you email the creators. And uh, by the way, if anyone is still watching this uh, for some reason and or, and or listening to it, uh, we will we will also in future episodes love input from you, questions that you want to pose to whoever shows up for the next uh, episodes, uh, any topics you want us to cover, anything you want us to elaborate on, or just general questions about content creation and tips and tricks and all that. We've already done some tech-heavy episodes about audio equipment and video editing and all that sort of stuff. You can go and check those out on the Podbean uh, directory, which is in the video description. Um, But hey, just uh, feel free to shoot them and uh, we'll... uh, 
we'll put them in the next episode. Um, I would, I will say oh. it's a little odd to me that, um, that podcasts and like Podbean don't have comments yes. <laughs> or don't have ways to do that. You know, maybe that's easier for some podcasters because then you don't, you don't have to deal with comments. Um, and so maybe that's yeah. one, you know, moderation problem you don't have to deal with, but like when I when I listen to a CGG podcast, I can you know send Paul something in Discord because I know him. Um, but <laughs> you know before that, before this, I, you know if I would listen to it, and I did listen to a few of the CGG episodes before joining this network. Um, it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I kind of feel like saying something, but I don't want to open Facebook just to do that. And mm -hmm. I don't even know <laughs> if my account's still active. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old man talk over here. We're, <laughs> we're there. <laughs> no, but it's true. And, and, and most people don't listen to podcasts from the podcast's website. That's just where they go in and find the uh, RSS feed and subscribe to it. Uh, so right. when you're walking around listening to a podcast on your phone, uh, on a train station or wherever you do your thing, uh, you don't have a comment field ready to go, uh, unlike if you're like watching a YouTube video. Well, if you give this podcast a five-star review, you can, however, make a comment on iTunes. Yeah. That's or you can just your, go in the in, comment in, field on YouTube. In your but, review. Yeah. But yeah, you could, uh, you could ostensibly. Only a five-star review, though. Even if it's a bad, you don't like it, yeah. say something <laughs> negative. In a five-star review, bangarang, Peter, we're good. Well, you know, to, to, what, uh, to what one short I was just saying about uh, the, the effort to get through to a podcast, it almost works as like a bodyguard between mm -hmm. me and angry comments. Because just uh, we did an episode on King's Quest, uh, like our, our, our last episode, and I, I accidentally went a little too hard on on shitting on all the King's Quest games, <laughs> um, except for four, and and it was sure harder enough, like, than me. I, it was it was inspired by you. I had, I had just oh. revisited your whole series last month, so it probably yeah, it was probably in there a little bit. Like hey, trolls can do it, you know. I'll go in here like like diet <laughs> trolls and just you know do it, it trolls. down a little bit. <laughs> I hope you but, didn't. Um, I hope none of the King's Quest Wiki editors uh, saw you do that. Uh, well, I got we immediately anyway. got an angry letter the, the next day. Somebody was just like, "Oh no!" You know, just kind of hit us with, "Yeah, like how dare you on King's Quest 3. And, I'm, I'm not yeah, surprised. Yeah, <laughs> a letter. Hold on. <laughs> now, if you got a real letter, then we should probably we, we might just wax, cut that one out immediately. Yeah, don't put uh, your home address in your uh, podcast <laughs> descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> you know what See, I liked about that episode? It, uh, maybe I just missed it. Maybe I was spacing out. But you went out of your way to like say, okay, this is not the best one. This is not the best one. And you were like, very sure. Okay. Mask of Eternity is definitely not the best one. But if I remember right, you didn't even mention King's Quest 7. Maybe I spaced out during that part. <laughs> oh, you're right. I forgot it completely. <laughs> See, that one is traumatizing uh, for a lot of reasons. Oh, so, well, so that's the best one. <laughs> yes, and, I'm not and, kidding. Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's my favorite King's Quest. It's classic. Daniel. You like screaming I, and crying. We've, we've had this. <laughs> I've heard that. Wait, more I, than I, one I'd person. like to hear what they wrote. Uh, what they wrote you about your review of King's Quest. It, it was just started out. How dare you? Dot dot dot. No, I, honestly, I don't know because I didn't read it. Which is dude, maybe I shouldn't have said that on this thing. Anna read mm -hmm. it and she's like, "Somebody's not happy." And I was like, "Should I read it?" And she's like, "Yeah, you having a good day?" And I was like, "I am." She's like, "Probably just don't." <laughs> so yeah, they were they were mad about King's Quest three, and then I did kind of almost feel bad because I played King's Quest three with a walkthrough and enjoyed it. Um, but you know, I, I didn't mean to go that hard. My my mistake was not telling Anna that I was going to go go in pretty hard for the laugh. 
So it just created like this weird, like, you know, and you don't really commit to it. So it just stays this weird <laughs> surface kind of. Yeah. So anyway, I feel you. I played no, King's Quest. The first hateful comment, the night. first hateful comment we got was when we played with Roscott King's Quest One, the remake, and I had only bad thing to say about it about the game. It was the first time I played King's yeah. Quest One, or even the remake, and I went pretty hard on the game. It's not a good remake, and and uh, we got various hateful comments about. Um, me. About me? <laughs> the only we got hateful yeah. comments about Ross, me. Ross got a free pass. You got all the shit. Is that no? So, so that's the thing. You know, Ross's reviews of games aren't usually good reviews. He's always making fun of the games he's reviewing. That's the appeal of his reviews. So, I felt comfortable with his viewers to be critical of a game that I despise. <laughs> so, but I found out that Sierra fans are um, very sensitive when it comes to King's Quest. Mm. While Sierra fans um, don't have a problem telling me that the dig is boring or crap or that the puzzles are um, annoying. Don't judge us too harshly. We did have to play Sierra games when we were younger. <laughs> no, uh, King's Quest 1 may or may not be nominated for the Hall of Fame. On the Probably not the remake. Game Hall of Fame, but not the remake. Uh, uh, which which is kind of a time, shame, though. actually. It's kind of a shame because uh, King's Quest 1, the remake, is actually Josh Mandel's first uh, proper I wrote this game author thing for mm. Sierra. So it, and, and Ken Allen did the music. So it has some things going for it. The only problem is it's King's Quest 1. And <laughs> subjectively, even worse than the original somehow. Um, so a, a side note. Okay, so so a, a quick note from the uh, uh, from the uh, Hotspot adults. Uh, so you guys running a website that has both news and you have this community of creators uh, running around in the background causing all sorts of mischief and you have uh, reviews of games that are coming out. So obviously you must weather some good with the bad in terms of community. Um, how do you guys uh, how do you guys cope and uh, how would you sort of weather the overall vibe of uh, yours and i'm looking at both of you so just jump in jack why don't you take the uh why don't you take the online stuff and i'll take the video stuff how about that yeah i mean i kind of separate a community into sort of two two parts there's the actual community through forums or discord or the people that are there to be part of a community and i find they tend to be generally very supportive um or often they do, they don't really say anything at all they're just happy to be part of something and part of a group and stuff like that. It's a generally positive experience. And then there's the sort of uh, hit and run gang of, you know, article comments, um, Twitter. I mean, yes, we're always calling it Twitter. Um, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And there's no question. Those tend to skew a little bit more negative. There's nothing like, honestly, I, I don't know. Oh, it's a horrible tendency of people to not be able to accept or even welcome other opinions. But man, if you insult something that they like, it's like you've run over their dog and, you know, insulted their mother. Twice. You know what I mean? It's like you backed and, up over that dog, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's tough because, like, honestly, uh, I would welcome I, I really welcome 
you know, alternate points of view. I really do. Like, I would love an article comment that said, I absolutely disagree with everything you said. Like, great review. I absolutely disagree with everything you said. And here's why. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's far more beneficial. Um, you know, it's all great. And we, yeah, I love to do. Yeah, I love to do. I love to. Well, that's not an interesting conversation. Whereas, you know, when you get into what someone else liked and another person didn't like, so it's, it's so much richer and better. So I really welcome that. And, um, you know, I'm really lenient in terms of how much somebody can get away with if they're being critical. Like, um, you know, I will allow probably a lot more than maybe it sounds like some of you guys would. Now, if you start getting personal with my team, my writers, then then you've poked Papa Bear and, you know, you're <laughs> going to have trouble. But, uh, but, but you know, that doesn't happen too often. Um, it feels like it happens way too often, but it doesn't. I mean, if I go on IGN or GameSpot or something, it's like I do a sort of over-under. You know, within 10 comments, I'm going to want to kill myself or somebody on there. And it's always mm-hmm. under, you know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. with us, it's like... Once in a blue moon, someone will just go, blah, 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 you know, yeah. you know, this reviewer, obviously, blah, 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 and, uh, you know, no. But, I'll, uh, but interestingly, uh, unlike us, uh, content creators, Paul Daniel mm-hmm. and, and One Short Eye and myself, uh, you guys are under the responsibility of journalistic integrity and you have to sort of keep a straight face and uh, you have a a certain amount of responsibility that the rest of us are are free from. I mean, in my case, I don't make reviews. I shit on games for a living. (laughs) Uh, One short eye does uh, documentaries. Paul does a podcast. Uh, Daniel does interviews and and, uh, and playthroughs and we're not under any integrity. We're not under any scrutiny for our integrity. Any of that is just a complete misunderstanding of what we do. Whereas you run a website with journalists doing stuff. And yet, interestingly, uh, like I I can't say for sure, but I would uh, venture a guess that we get we're we get more criticism of what we do than you guys do, probably because you guys do yours with humor. I mean, we we try and do sort of Mm -hmm. like reviews with a little levity, but you guys present with humor, especially like Paul. You know, I know. Paul does everything with humor. Everything Paul says is funny, <laughs> even if it's like, oh, my mother just died kind of thing. So, and Paul, I, I sincerely hope your mother just didn't. But, you know, like, <laughs> I think if you, presented, <laughs> if you presented as something funny, then people are going, okay, like, I'm, I'm more... Thanks for joining. Of, you know, like, you can shit on my favorite game if you make it funny. You know what I mean? But don't shit on my game and be serious about it, which our reviews sometimes have to do. Right. So, well, there's also the fact that, I mean, at the bottom of your reviews, you give it a score. Like you're there, there is at least an air of objective subjectivity. Well, and that's that's a big thing though, too, because you know, with that, um, especially being associated with Metacritic, you know, and there's not a lot of adventure games that are, have any association with Metacritic. So if if we maybe give a game a 72 and somebody else gives it a 78 or something, well, we have, or 66 or something, we have sincerely dropped, you know, that score. So people are coming out fighting. They liked that score. It's not just a matter of, okay, you have to review this, this game and you got to protect the industry as well. You got to give it a good score. People truly believe that, like unequivocally to their core. They believe, okay, it's your it's your job to protect the industry and to bring everybody yeah. up. Hmm. And you mentioned journalistic integrity. Integrity, we can't. 
you know, and we got to trust uh, or at least put ourselves in a position to succeed and trust the staff, which Jack, I think Jack does a, a wonderful job in handling our staff in that regard. Yeah, I mean, if, if we could get rid of review scores, I would in a heartbeat. Like, and I mean, technically we can, but sort of realistically, you're a nobody if you're not on Metacritic. So that's sort of a concession that we have to make. And, you know, I don't like it, but that's playing the game kind of thing, right? All right. So that's the uh, that's the uh, website stuff. Uh, over on the uh, video side stuff, uh, probably more of a free air, uh, less yeah. responsibility of, of the journalist uh, journalistic uh, kind. But uh, obviously, being still associated with a website with a mm-hmm. review and interview kind of website, you probably have yeah, a bit no, more scrutiny I've... than the rest of us again. Well, and and starting with you know weird gaming adventure like for the advent for adventure game YouTube websites it was relatively successful in a pretty quick manner and so I had that, and then associating after that kind of rebranding once um, Jack and I opened Adventure Game Hotspot then you know things maybe I couldn't be as personal about something which is a it's it's not a bad trade off uh, to do it like that. Um, we have had quite a bit of, of views, I guess, I guess for YouTube, I guess the channel's got a couple million views on there, but we don't get a lot of comments, you know, for every like 5,000 view video, I may get 50 comments or something. And I think all of us can say that our ratio of hate in a 50 comment is not very big. You know, it's, you know, especially if you're doing something from a kind and fun, you know, manner and yeah, sure. People can disagree with the list. If you do like a listicle type of thing. Oh, you forgot the dig. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, I did forget the dig. Uh, but no one really, no one really. Uh, Look at Daniel's face being all there. No one's kicking, no one's kicking our butts over it. Except Daniel. Plus, yeah, well, yeah, I have been. <laughs> but then again, like when it comes to community stuff, well, you know, I'm, I'm very active. Being an obsessive compulsive person, I can't get a comment. If somebody makes a comment, I have to respond like quickly. And I think people do actually appreciate that. Hmm. And so I think that's one way to keep people engaged. I think yeah. that's kind of what you were going for, right? In that question. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I guess we, uh, we, we sort of covered that the, the, the type of comments mm-hmm. we get, even, you know, uh, small fry stuff like me, uh, uh, slightly bigger, like one short eye and uh, mm-hmm. all that. It's, it's it generally the whole adventure game vibe comment wise seems to be once they are, actively engaged in your community and mm-hmm. and they 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 tend to have a mature approach to mm-hmm. the way they leave comments as opposed to let's say someone who plays a different genre of games there's typically seems to be more of a combative elements mm-hmm. to other genres of games um yeah i mean just being human like the really caustic comments stick out in your head but mm-hmm. i mean if if i'm being honest if that that's the vast vast minority of them and most yeah. people are are appreciative or supportive or enthusiastic mm-hmm. um you know so i don't i don't want to give off the impression that you know a large percentage of them are it's just that that one or two percent tends to yeah. be pretty strange and out there so it's kind of sticks in your mind yeah and that's that's a really interesting point uh because even even someone like me facetiously takes a huge dump all over all of the King's Quest games uh, for shits and giggles. Uh, there were not a lot of 
like outright offended, hateful comments to any of that. Uh, and and the few that were were of like Jack said. I like the video, but I disagree with what you said. I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you very much for at least watching it. That's great. Um, so I, I've, I haven't really gotten any like, all right, I'm going to get this guy. I'm going to find his home address and, and kill his cat or whatever. Um, <laughs> so next up, we've already got, been going for 55 minutes, uh, and we usually try to cap these at one hour. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because <laughs> one thing I wanted to get around to uh, is community – uh, what's oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Second language. Um, retention seems sort of heartless in a way, but once mm. you've had once you've built a community and you've uh, you've got people actually watching your content, uh, keeping them engaged uh, and uh, participant in the sort of content you make. That's one of the things I think is really funny uh, to to like get other people involved, not just in the content you make, but also like have little. Uh, community projects going on. Uh, we had uh, we're doing a Space Quest Five fan dub over on my Discord. We've, people are just recording voices for for Space Quest Five because never had a CD-ROM version. That's one thing we're doing. Uh, the King's Chill uh, King's Quest uh, remix records that we've been putting out also sort of a community thing that started on my Discord. So we've got all these sort of things happening around. It's technically, me, I guess, because it's my community, but it's not really me doing it it's everyone else so i just want to want to get a way in see i'm curious about that and that's one question i wanted to ask you trolls is that you have a discord that is very chatty they're very active and there's a lot there how did how did that come about because like there's a lot of people in there and there there's a lot of discussion that happens in that discord Dude, I have no fucking idea. I've, I honestly <laughs> don't. I, I, I started a Slack uh, back when I started my Patreon because I was like, oh, donate to my Patreon. You get in on the Slack chat and there's like five people in there. And then we heard about Discord. So we said, why don't we just migrate to Discord? Okay, let's do that. And all of a sudden, people just sort of started joining and I don't know why. <laughs> it's home. No, it's home. And I, I can I can say that myself included, like I've been on your Discord long before I created any of mine. And I think the same can be said for, for most of us. Like that was the first one there. And it's kind of right. And you have mul- the multiple Discords that are uh, at least that you're administering, you know, that you're that are very active. Mm. And, you know, all you need is really three active people. Mm. Uh, you need three active people. And then when they make a comment and a couple of the less active people trickle in and, uh, and yes, then you get four or 500, you know, comments a day, like, like you do. And I, I, I'm not even being like faux modest or, or facetious or anything. I literally have no idea how it panned out this way because usually the thing that gets talked about the least is the shit I'm doing on, you know, YouTube and, and whatever. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's not, 99% of the conversation going on over there is how do we fuck up this driver, this graphics driver for Space Quest and make it display in text mode? And, uh, you know, what, what kind of music are you listening to? And for some reason, there's always drama in the food channel. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so, I, so literally, it's, it, it's, it's not really the Space Quest historian Discord anymore. It's only that in name. Uh, and it's, it's somewhere I get to pimp my shit. So, honestly, Matt, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, Discord, Discord servers usually have a life of their own. And, you know, usually we can blame the algorithm on social networks for the fact that not all of our followers see our posts 
So for example, if I post about, now that Twitter has information about how many people saw your post, so we have a thousand something followers and I have on my Twitter account 24,000 followers. And when I post about one of our live streams, then I can see that only 400 or 500 people saw it, which is a very small percentage. But on Discord, when you tag everyone as an admin, everyone sees it. Everyone gets, on, gets a notification unless they muted the entire server. So you can be certain that you know 400 people on our server or a thousand something on troll server have seen that notification. Mm-hmm. And if you post about your live stream to 400 people and they all get a notification and you still get only 30 viewers, then that's because the other 370 viewers aren't interested in that particular live stream. I, I, will, I will just quickly interject that add everyone on the SQH Discord is a bannable offense. <laughs> I, I, don't add, I don't add people. Um, I mean, but yeah, I see yeah, your points. In, everybody in, has their own, you know, their own ways and you know, how they're set up. It's not going to be a, like offensive to some people if that's what they've done from the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm. No, but I, but I, I see your point, Daniel. It, 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 um, Discord being a chat place and not a, a sort of comment place. Like a, I, I see like YouTube comments as sort of a, a townhouse where everyone's like mingling and people are just shouting stuff at the person on stage and it's not really clear if they if they can hear you or not. Uh, whereas a Discord is like a cocktail party where people are walking around, uh, clink, clink. you know, and clink, <laughs> clink, and how how was your day kind of kind of thing. So if you mm. check someone on a on a Discord server or something, so um, no. My original question was, how do you keep your eyes? So you're not just like, I'm the content creator. I'm pushing my content out to people. One or two of them might respond or whatever. Uh, and I'm just going to keep doing my shit. Uh, or do you, uh, like uh, Daniel, you said, uh, you asked your community, what sort of content should we create? And they just went, just do your thing, man. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, how, how, do, how have you, and have you at all tried to, get your community to influence your content, your production, maybe the way you produce it or any of that sort of stuff. I should probably point to someone, so I'm going to say Paul. Oh, no. <laughs> He's petting his cat like Dr. Evil yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> hey. what, what's the end game for the mustache? <laughs> World domination, apparently, I think, is, 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 is the a only place you can end. You're getting there. Um... Um, CGG closed circuit. There's there's a lot of adventure game fans. Uh, people must have uh, at least ideas for shit you should cover, uh, or right. do they just let you do your thing? Yeah, they they mostly they mostly leave us alone, and I'm always hesitant to to ask what they think uh, for a lot of reasons. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but the, and there the main is. one is there's the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I can blame everything on the mustache going forward. I'm so sorry. Um, it, it's it, since I've been in, in game development for the last what, three, almost three years now with with Phantom Fellows, I've 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 really reeled back any temptations, especially on Anna's side, to ask what people want us to cover because because then I have to stop and play the game and and like we we're 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 still doing that now because it's well after almost 200 episodes, like it's. The, the the free ideas that are left are just covering games that we haven't covered before. So that, so there's that. But whenever I do a, play a game for a show, it's like 
it's 50 50 like the the con is that i have to kind of rush through it i got to get it done in a week which means a, a lot of walkthroughs and just note taking and just i don't know lack of immersion i guess because it's for a different purpose the pro is that i make my son play him with me so that's kind of fun like just forcing uh you know memories upon him and indoctrin mm. adventure game indoctrination um so so that part's nice but yeah i guess i guess the main point is like asking asking our audience usually leads to they want a specific game covered and then mm. for me it's like be careful what what we you know request to them because then i have to fulfill it which is no fun right uh, i guess one short eye you you kind of do the get the same thing if you were to poll your audience they would just, just blurt out their favorite game yeah, I actually did ask for that at the end of one video and and I just I tallied up the responses just to see and you know, but bless my audience, but I just ignored most of it because <laughs> I have because I I have to feel interested in the game and but it, I mean it is somewhat helpful to to be like okay, you know, maybe plan on down the line, maybe I'll play that game you know, next. And then that way, when I'm ready to make a video about it, then, you know, mm. I've at least played it and not like Paul said, rushing through it just to do it. Um, you know, but, mm. uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the, yeah, the, the way it is. It's like, uh, you know, some of the funnier ones are, you know, people ask, can you do a, you know, a, a, a video about this game? It's some obscure RPG that I have never played. And, <laughs> But but I, I, I've never responded this way, but I, I, I probably should just say, you know what? You go and make a video about it. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know more than I do. <laughs> the interesting thing about, I mean, your content specifically is that it's usually about speedruns. And speedrunning is its own community. So, yeah, that's a that's a niche in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, it's it's interesting that okay, you have the one short eye viewers, people who watch your stuff, leaving comments and such. But you are also part of a bigger community, which is the speedrunning community. So you have that sort of. I, I, I think that helped a lot with like an initial audience because it was people in the speedrunning discords who were interested in adventure game speedrunning. You know, already it wasn't just you know fans of of the games but people who were you know and it, it, it too it, it also i think helped that i was bringing in people from the community because then there's sort of I, I haven't really thought of it this way before but there's almost buy-in that way because it's like these are our videos now mm. right yeah mm. that's uh, so so uh have you uh Let's 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 flip it around. Instead of you polling your audience, what do you guys want to see? Has the speedrunning community ever influenced you in the opposite way? As in, you say, okay, that is interesting. I gotta I gotta get in on this shit. Yes, actually, um, it, but but a lot of times it's more in the sense of like you know, hey, whenever you're ready to do you know this uh, this game, I'd be well you know happy to talk with you. And I think, oh, I didn't, you know, didn't really think about that so much. But, you know, now that you're, 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 you're telling me like, okay, we could, t- we could take a look at, uh, we can take a look at that. Um, that's actually how the King's Quest Seven video got made because one of the runners was like, hey, whenever you want to, uh, to talk about that, I'd love to. I'm like, yeah, how about, what, how about right now? That's fine. <laughs> we can, we can, we can do that. Um, but also it's, it's just, it's also influenced sometimes by things that are, are happening, like. Um, once people started speedrunning Gabriel Knight, the 20th anniversary edition and broke the hell out of it and made the animations go all goofy. I'm okay. We have to talk about this at some point. I didn't get to it for another six to eight months, but, uh, but sometimes things will happen and it'll be like, okay, 
th- this is fun. This is mm. fun. Eventually, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, Jesus, close to the microphone and everything. <laughs> Are you not like poking his butt just to make him do that? <laughs> no. So, no. So, that's uh, his answer. So, Daniel. For those uh, who are just listening on podcast, he literally just took his, his finger and put it in his mouth and licked it just to prove that he did not. Or did no, he was preparing weird to, dude. He was lubing up is what he was doing. <laughs> Dr. Big Finger. <laughs> well, this you is sure the... you want this on YouTube now? <laughs> <laughs> I've had worse my shit. <laughs> Damn it, I, I called King Graham a bunch of things that I should not repeat in polite conversation. <laughs> and I did not get demonetized for it. Hmm. Fingers crossed. Anyway, what a perfect segue into asking Daniel a question. Um, <laughs> so, uh, also, you uh, having uh, Paul as your co-host, who was the star of a, a much beloved game for reasons. Uh, that's right. <laughs> we, we, we like, okay, for those of you not in the know, me and Daniel like to joke about, oh, how can this be your favorite game like this? So we, we, we tend to tease each other a bit. I Tell him I hate the dick all at every opportunity, um, but right. no. so you 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 have you, you didn't like start from scratch and have to build an audience through whatever lack of personality you have like me. Uh, you have you you had you had Paul. He was the star of a, a computer game. You had sort of a format baked into this. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing you also like once what I was talking about the you know, sort of the buy-in community. You also you already had people who were interested. Um, you didn't have to start from zero. Um, has that influenced the, the, the sort of content you're making when, once you decide to branch out and do other things than Phantasmagoria? Was it like a case of, okay, shit, we actually got viewers. We might, we, we're going to have to do something after we finish Phantasmagoria. Well, you know, every time we had a bump in our subscribers, it was because of one of, uh, one of our shifts. We shifted to a different direction by doing, you know, let's plays with guests or more interviews, and then we got more subscribers. So the, the initial, once the channel launched, and we had around a thousand something subscribers, or exactly a thousand subscribers, I think in the first month. Oh, that wow. Those are the hardcore Fantasmura fans that joined to watch the then monthly live streams. Back then, there was only one live stream a month, and that's it. Paul would live stream for two hours with one of the one of the people who worked on Fantasmagoria, either cast or crew. And so these were the numbers for hardcore Fantasmagoria fans. So once we branched out to other games, for example, we started playing Fantasmagoria 1 and then Gabriel Knight, then fans of those games joined us, joined our channel. So I think that unlike other adventure game related channels that start out as adventure game channels, and so the fans join according to the topic you're covering, which is adventure games in general, we started out by focusing on one game and then focusing on another game and then focusing on adventure games in general. Hmm. And then having interviews in on top uh, of, yeah. uh, of, of quite illustrious people, I have to say. So you probably 
started out as a Phantasmagoria channel, then you maybe started out as what could be ostensibly called a Sierra channel in that you branched out to Gabriel mm -hmm. Knight and first Phantasmagoria. And then you started interviewing everyone who's ever worked at LucasArts ever. Uh, so mm -hmm. now it's now you now you're just you probably get a lot of LucasArts fans in, I would imagine, and yeah. adventure game fans in general. Uh, so has that inf uh, has all those decisions you made to branch out, branch out, branch out, were they out of a sort of closed circuit conversation with Paul about, okay, we're kind of running out of things to do, we should do something else, or was it influenced by, holy shit, we've actually got a community around us. What type of content do you think they would like to see? Well, on our Discord uh, server, we have a game re recommendations channel, which we started out uh, a few months ago. But before that, in our general chat channel, people were suggesting games they want want us to play on stream. And so we started playing them. But eventually, things like the the interviews and the games we're playing right now are more things that we want to do. So sure, people can recommend people to uh, interview or games to play, but we've made the decision to not do things just because people ask us to do them, but because we actually want to do them. So for example, there are a bunch of people that I'm sure that if I'll interview will uh, help us get more subscribers and we'll probably get tons of views, but these are not people I want to interview. I want to interview the people who worked on the games that I, my favorite games from my childhood, because that would make for a much more interesting interview. The reason I can talk for four hours with these people is because I have a gun to their head. 30 year old questions balled up inside me right. to ask them. So I'll talk for four hours. But interviewing someone just because, I don't know, he worked on several um, games that I have no interest in or that are popular now, um, it's not my, my MO. Mm. That, that makes absolute sense. Okay, so uh, already gone over the, the, the mark. I, I, I want to get this one in, obviously. What people are tuning in to, if, if they are still around, is what's the weirdest shit we've gotten? Like what's the, not 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 necessarily hateful, but just like the weirdest. We've already sort of covered the hateful shit, uh, but what's the like the the weirdest like the the what planet do you live on kind of shit you guys have gotten? Uh, one short eye, you gotta have someone. I've I've got one. So I already mentioned the one about you know wow you got busted for cheating. Yeah, and um, one that was really weird. It was a similar sort of thing, but but their idea was different. So there's a, a speedrunner that I mentioned in a few of my videos named Urquan. And Urquan was really good, did a lot of things that were really neat. And then he just sort of ghosted the community, left without saying goodbye, which I mean, fine, whatever. You know, people, it's not like he had to give per you know get our permission to leave or whatever but he but left and, did, and and didn't and didn't even like say goodbye so it was sort of like hey where, where are you so we don't we don't really know what happened to him he just left um we do know he's still alive but th that's another story so <laughs> he's he, he's he just he, said wow it. how do you know that i i, yeah, I, I will tell story. you after the stream um <laughs> but uh we but anyway he, don't put your home address in we, your we, we, we don't we don't know why he left but he left but then eventually somebody in a video uh, he somebody went to the videos 
and found people who asked, hey, did Urquan ever come back? And this guy wrote, no, he died of COVID in 2020. What? <laughs> it was going around telling people that Urquan died. Wow. Okay. Oh, as a joke. As okay. a joke. Yeah. Wow. As a joke. Just like yeah. hilarious. You a, a, a joke. Yeah. It was, it was very bizarre. Death joke. Mm. Yeah. That's, uh, okay. that's. You're still waiting on the punchline of that particular yeah. joke. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, those comments got removed. Yeah, I, I would I would imagine. Everybody so, yeah. works says he should do stand up. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get uh, a lot of uh, looks things as in um, I look like Chad Smith, the drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say one that. out of every you 20, 20 yeah, comments that I get has something to do. And a few say flea, uh, which is oh, that. God, then I get yeah. really upset. Now your teeth okay. are a little better than fleas. <laughs> <laughs> I also get uh, some people get upset. They think like I pimp my wife out on my videos or something. They're uh, oh, you've uh, oh, listen, you 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 put your wife out on this video. Like I'm using her. You know, like it's not like she's changing anything. She's got a comment or something. That she's you know what I mean. Like no, I've uh, actually seen that. You got a comment on was it an Instagram post you made or something with your wife, and people are like, oh, why you got to parade your trophy wife around or something like really strange like that there's a lot of things that people get upset like when regarding uh like well uh, people i've this is i've had two different times that people get upset because i call her my wife and not my partner and uh that's another one that's like that i still don't understand the rules when it comes to that like um You know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm saying that she's below me by saying that she's my wife. Uh, some of those, like, I get a lot of weird ones when it comes to that. But I'm still learning the rules when it comes to the the PR thing. Uh, I just, the rule is don't say wrong. anything or do anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> and don't look like Chad Smith, apparently. I should play that off, actually. I should grow my drum kit out and just, like, <laughs> start going. <laughs> going I, I, I have a children's drum kit. I can bring that to the convention yeah. and I can jam on that. Just chatting, man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Paul, I know you don't uh, get uh, too many comments, but uh, given that most of your comments and most of your interaction with the, the community happens in private conversation, uh, has, uh, have you ever gotten any weird emails? And uh, not, not from me specifically, but from like someone you don't know. <laughs> um, I let's see. I've gotten one. So now I'm just trying to talk over him. Um, sorry, I don't. I, <laughs> doing okay. the editing since I do the editing for my show. I'm like, I really don't want to have to make you make a cut right now. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the weirdest one I got was um, it was actually King's Quest related again so a long time ago and I went off on some unhinged tangent about how Connor isn't the name of a hero and it's not a it's not a heroic name hmm and I, I man, a surfer. really pissed some guy off. His name wasn't Connor, considering how mad he was, you would have really thought it was. <laughs> but he was just a, a huge Highlander fan and I just I, I, I'm a Gregor yeah, yeah Mc, McCloud or whatever. I, I just I missed the, the whole Highlander thing. I, I didn't. I, I'm a fan of Kills, but I never watched that show, so I, I didn't even know that. Because yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's heroic. I guess I, I still haven't seen it because I, I don't care. But but man, this guy was pissed. He's like, how dare you say that? I mean, he just tripled down on the fact that like, how dare I indicate that the Connor isn't like a mighty heroic masculine name? 
which, you know, whatever. I was just joking. Like, I don't really even necessarily stand by it. I was just, I thought it was, it was the first time I heard it live on our little podcast thing where Rick had told me that, that it wasn't Graham or Alexander. It was Connor. I'm like, Connor, like, really? <laughs> like, just, I see, I'm doing it again. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely right. Uh, what, what's the other adventure game where you play the, the person's name? Oh, it's the 11th hour uh, where your, your lead character is... Uh, oh, oh shit! I'm even blanking on the name. It's so silly. Carl, like, Carl, your hero's name is Carl. Hey, Carl. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a terrible name. I'm, I apologize to anyone who's. I'm, I'm not ragging on people who named Carl. I'm just saying, why Carl? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I will say Connor sounds like a person who would run around the entire game naked. Yeah, and, yeah, and he has in certain people's playthrough <laughs> without a cheat code. Well, I just learned about this. No it's a great, Not it's ever. a great cheat. There was okay. There's one I just remembered. If I could just say one more for, for oh, me. Yeah, sure. so so on both of my Colonel's Bequest videos, someone has posted paragraphs and paragraphs of a fan theory where they're trying to prove that really that Celie is the killer and she's using voodoo magic to manipulate people, <laughs> hmm. everyone on the island in, into like what oh. needs to happen. I have not responded to, to that, but apparently uh, I, I think this is a, a fan theory that they take very seriously for some reason. Yeah, I was going to say that could be a really fun kind of post and discussion, but yeah, I don't get that vibe from. It, it all depends on how how into it they how into the exactly. they are. Because yeah. I've I've run into people in the adventure game community. I will exclude the naming of names, but I've run into people who don't just entertain the notion that this could be an interesting theory, and then go into some sort of personal rabbit hole and go, okay, that 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 that, that but I'd still have like an anchor to reality. I've seen people let go of that anchor. Mm-hmm. And just get, get very, very upset mm-hmm. if you insinuate to them that they could potentially be wrong, and in fact may in fact have been proven in fact wrong in fact by some other people, including the authors of the games they're trying to theorize about. <laughs> that sort of thing dun, dun, dun. hasn't happened this specifically on on my channel or anything, but uh, it is a some individuals I have run into get a little too invested in their own <laughs> notions gotcha <laughs> yeah i i don't with this particular individual i didn't engage to figure out how seriously they take it but uh, i will say you, you do have to click on the more button on the youtube comment to mm-hmm. to to read the whole thing i'll i'll, I'll leave it at that <laughs> and then and then watch all the other comments just skyrocket or, or no, yeah. the opposite of skyrocket just bury yeah. themselves um so Daniel, uh, you you both live stream and put out videos, and you have uh, you know your Patreon community and and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I would imagine comments, as you say, not so much weird shit going on there, but in a live stream setting, how quick do you have to be on the trigger finger when someone dives in with a with a weird comment? And what's the weirdest comment the you've got on a live stream? <laughs> Well, usually on our live streams, we have, it depends on either the subject matter or the guest, because most of the time when me and Paul are streaming, then 
the layout of the on OBS has enough empty space for the chat. So we implement the chat in the video itself. Hmm. So even if we encounter some comment that we want to delete, it won't delete it from the video itself mm-hmm. because you can delete it from the live chat component uh, feature, yeah. but you can't. It won't delete it from the screen because yeah. it's already there. Uh, and so we have had our share of live streams in which we either didn't use the chat at all, or we had one of us moderating the chat during the live stream itself. Mm. And what do you, if you have the actual live stream elements on the screen itself, uh, do you, what, what do you do now? Do you like have a delay so you can see the comment and delete the comment or do you do no, the whole sort of moderated we just take thing? a, take a leap of faith that everything will be all right. And then when it's not, then we just delete it. Do you check your comments? You're very, because your, your live streams are very active. I always check my comments and I usually, because I'm handling OBS back at the beginning, Paul Mm -hmm. was handling OBS and I was in charge of chat. Now I'm handling both. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have enough time to play the game, review the chat and handle OBS. So a lot of the times I read the chat after the live stream. Oh yeah, you are. You are taking a leap of faith. Yeah. And in terms of comments, I tend to reply to all of them, Mm -hmm. and not even from the conversations with Curtis account, from my account, so that will have uh, it will be distinguished between what Paul is replying to and likes, and what I'm replying to and like. Oh, that's a good distinction. Oh, uh, I should probably get my weirdest thing out of the way, and then we can. uh, wrap this up in a, in a, in a neat little bow. Uh, I think the weirdest one I got, and I have to apologize to the person if they are watching this. Um, and I didn't like get weirded out specifically, but I was a bit like, I did not expect this, uh, at all. I got a thirst comment. Like someone actually wrote. I've apologized several times for this. I don't know. And and it wasn't Paul because he usually DMs me. Uh, pictures of his anatomy. Um, we <laughs> slides right in there. And see, I'm I'm ready for those. In fact, I look forward to them on some lonely nights. But uh, this one was a public YouTube comment that that okay, it started out innocuously enough in that I I enjoy your content. I'm okay, an insane person, but yeah, fine. Thank you so much. Um, and and then she and I she she specifically uh, went on to say. Apologies to your wife, but you're also very good looking. I'm like, I'm a cartoon avatar in most of my videos. <laughs> Some people are into that. Yeah, no, no judging. Absolutely not. But I also have four arms and huge teeth also in real life. Uh, so I was like, I don't know how to respond to this. And, and days passed. When I was like, I don't know how to respond to this at all. <laughs> and do you, do you guys have the same thing where if you get like a really glowing positive comment, you're also a bit like, I don't know how to handle this. How, what, how, do I say uh, thank you? Do I, what, what? Any thirst comments that I've ever gotten are from men, never from a woman. Like never from which, which is disappointing. I'd like I like them from both. I, I like them from both parties. Please, I don't care. I don't care. As long as, <laughs> just, just give me, give me your attention. I see Paul's <laughs> in your DMs as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I don't know. And I, again, I'm not being faux modest or anything. If people leave me like a, a 
like a glowing thumbs up. I'm a, I'm a bit like, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. Uh, is anyone else? Like the comment and you're right. Thank you for the kind words. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Thanks. You know, I yeah. appreciate the kind words. Thanks for watching variations on that. Yeah. But it's, it's just so like, uh, like, again, no, like, you can't, there's nothing else you can say that's going to match that. So yeah, just that's... thank you for finding us in our little corner of the internet. I appreciate you name. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Uh, I'll elaborate a bit. If it's a short comment, let's say two sentences or up to a paragraph, and it's, um, it's a nice comment, then you write, thank you for the kind words and like the comment. Mm. If it's actually, you know, several paragraphs of everything that went extremely well with that particular video or your work on something, then I tend to elaborate yeah. and I, I write, thank you for the kind words or your, your comment made my day or comments like this keep me going on. Mm. Yeah, that's, well, that's, variations that's, that's of that. a really good one. Yeah, I mean, I had I had one, and I hope this isn't betraying the trust of I mean uh, of the person. He, he, he didn't say anything. it there is. Was a, there was a person who no, it isn't. <laughs> but there was a person who emailed me uh, and said that he really enjoyed my content to the point where I have this Patreon tier, uh, this, this joke Patreon tier that says no one would ever do this. And it's, I think it's like a thousand dollars or something where it says, I will personally come to your house and tell you the reason why your kids can't eat anymore is because of me. Like, you know, it's a joke tier. Um, but there's a person who actually emailed me and said, so I don't want you to actually come to my house, but I, but you your content has meant so much to me. I don't know why, uh, that I want to pledge to this tier. I'm going to give you a thousand bucks. Uh, I just, I don't want to, I, want, I don't want it to be a monthly thing, but is there a way for me to pledge to give you a thousand bucks now? And then, and I was like, why do you want to give me a thousand bucks? What, what, the, what the hell did I do? It's like, it's very nice of you, but how the fuck do you respond to that? Uh, this is why I don't deal with money. I can't, I'm, I don't take, I can't, I'm not comfortable in it. I don't like taking people's money. I won't do Patreon. Well, I, <laughs> I'm going to have to eventually, <laughs> but it's just really uncomfortable. I don't like it in real life. I don't like, uh, yeah, receiving cash. It makes it really uncomfortable. Like I'm, for me, what do I do here? I don't know, I, guys. I learning, learning to be gracious is a skill that we all have to learn. I, you know, that's something I used to be horrible taking compliments or whatever mm -hmm. too. But it's, you know, I, I, it's almost like a gift back to them to be gracious as to what they're giving to you. So, you know, you got to yeah, learn. because ignoring it is pretty main soul the person. It is, yeah. They took the time. To write all the good things. <laughs> hey, please bring some money in for Adventure Cave Hotspot, Jack. Like, I don't know. I think you might want to, you know, accept some cash. Yeah, because, how do I know, answer that? Uh, PayPal is fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would, oh, I mean, yes, thank you. That would be nice. I mean, you're right. Here's the thing. It's uh, the, the thing for me is I... I, I mean, I, I obviously I, I appreciate when people say nice things to me, and I appreciate the, the fact that they're watching it, and they, and it seems to mean something to them if, if they want to give me money or not. It, it's it's all good. I, I'm just I, there's this thing in the there's this voice in the back of my head that says I'm just an idiot with a YouTube channel. Why why don't you, why don't you talk to someone important? Uh, and well, I think that speaks to a bigger issue, which is just that oh, I think this is true for a lot of creative people that you should not be defining the value of what your audience sees in you, mm -hmm. right? Your audience huh. decides what, what value your work has and you don't get to decide that. Wow. You just upgraded yourself to the rank of adult. 
And, and this you're, you're a teacher, aren't you? I used to be, actually. <laughs> That's really good. Okay, and so a postscript to the whole $1,000 bit, we had an email talk. I was like, you don't have to. Um, it's it's all good. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And he was like, no, I insist. And then I eventually some PayPal stuff happens and my kid got new toys for his room. That's how that worked. Nice. Oh, cool. um, yeah. So I, I, I tried to play it as an adult, but in the back of my, the back of my mind was just screaming, like what is happening? Um, yeah. So, it's almost like a tinge of like imposter syndrome going on with, with, I would say, I would speak probably on all of our behalf. And these the creative types, you know, or it's just feeling, feeling almost unworthy or just suddenly like I feel uncomfortable in my own skin. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm more afraid. Like I would never not respond to somebody, but, but I'm afraid of sounding generic. Like I want to give them back equal to what yeah. they gave me. And that's, that's, that's yes. It's, and, it's, and it's and almost impossible. And it takes so much time and energy that I would say that the, I, like I pay Anna to to do to to do a lot of Phantom Fellows Twitter stuff because if if I don't have somebody else doing it, like I just like give all my energy to it because like I, I can't I don't I just don't have it in me to do generic comment number six like thank you so much for da 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 and I know I'm not talking down on that because I think it's a skill and it's one I'm envious of like I wish I had it but I just I can't do it I don't know how to just like thank you so much and da 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 and we're both like move on with my day like it'll haunt me for like hours if I did it that way. That's exactly well, how it is. Why not be authentic? And that's it. Just write whatever you think is appropriate for that tweet or that thing. And that and is the you answer. can't go wrong there because most of us as content creators, people watch our content because they like some aspect of our personality or the persona that we created online. And so that aspect of your personality or persona is the thing that you should use to reply to these comments or tweets or whatever. I, and I, you can't go wrong there. I, I would say you, you strike, you strike us. Um, you're in the right zone there in the sense that it's, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to employ a persona in those moments. So, so hmm. I have to be authentic and that's, it can actually be exhausting. Like for Phantom Fellows, for example, like I do wishlist Wednesday and, um, adventure game Friday and screenshot Saturday. And, and just if, if I was to, if I was to give authentic responses to everything three days a week, every week, it, it's, it's exhausting. It would take me forever. Um, and, and I know, I also know that, that, that there's like a disproportionate scale going on where I'm putting a ton of effort into everything I'm saying. And most people on Twitter are not, which is fine, but it's like, I've recognized that. So it's like, a, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a, almost a little more complicated for me anyway, than to just be like, well, then just always be authentic. Cause it's time consuming for one. Cause I'll spend 40 minutes on a single response sometimes. Cause I want to oh, really yeah. think, yeah, I want to really think it through and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it can be, it can be trickier than that, I guess. And my solution was to hire somebody who can just bang out generic comments. <laughs> well, that's a great solution. <laughs> but I mean, part of the problem, Paul, is that you're trying to give back in proportion. You said that you can't do mm -hmm. that and, and they don't want that you know they're mm -hmm. trying to give you a gift and if you just mm -hmm. try and repay it then it's transactional you know what i mean so right like, i just right. think I, of a few very quick sincere words thank you so much that means so much to me it, it's not generic it's from the heart it's quick it's easy and you know they'll, they'll yeah, and, and besides you also have several options on on for example on twitter and on most similar social networks you have a share you have retweet and you have like mm -hmm. so for example every time i tweet about something related to return to monkey island 
then Terrible Toy Box, the company, Ron Gilbert's company, can either like or like and retweet. So you know that you did good because they liked and retweeted it. Mm-hmm. So for example, when I posted about my interview with the producer of Return to My Calend, then they liked they liked it while on our live stream, they when we live streamed the the game, then they liked it and retweeted it. So you can use these things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel less personal. I guess that they get tons of comments about Return to My Calend, so they don't have the time to reply to everyone. But you can use these things as gestures for the people who actually took the time to write something about that. I think it's, a, it's an interesting uh, thing that uh, th- this, this, this is very helpful for me, actually, because I'm totally in Paul's boat. I want to be, to, I want to give, uh, people took the time to be nice to me. I should give them the courtesy of being nice to them in return proportionally. And what Jack just said was very, very interesting and kind of an eye opener for me, actually, in that mm-hmm. that makes it transactional. And it and right. it doesn't be and they and they most likely don't expect that and that's something that I hadn't I hadn't realized. Th- th- yeah. Thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> Cheers, yeah. I come from a world. Well, I'm come from radio, and so I'm used to a if there's any type of transactions involved, it's from a sponsor a production company or directly from the station. So I, I feel like if someone's personally giving me, giving me money, I'm uncomfortable in that regard. Now, when it comes to uh, responses or anything, now people hate me because like, I do fantasy football. And if they're, if they're, they're either asking me a, to who do I start? Or the other comment is why do you suck so bad? <laughs> why did you make me lose this money? So my responses are always quick and efficient. You know, thank you so much. It's like that. Here's your answer. And I'm going to move on. You know, it's, it is a transactional thing and I'm obsessed compulsive because I do have to bang them all out every single comment when someone messages on all social medias. And so that's uh, that's where it's rough. It's rough for me. Mm-hmm. All right, let me let me uh, let me wrap this up. Um, what is the uh, piece of content? Uh, this is to, this is supposed to be a quick rapid fire roundtable thing. Like, what is the piece of content you feel either generated uh, the most discussion, the most interaction, or the most interesting discussion? Like, what's what's the topic? The, the, the thing that springs to mind, the first thing that springs to mind that you've done, where you thought, okay, this thing has legs. Could be good legs, could be bad legs, could be wonky legs. One short eye. Uh, well, I guess that had to be the King's Quest three video because that really popped off and has many more views than anything else that I have. So, and thus many more comments. So, and they're all about the fucking eagle. No, uh, the, the eagle or the boat weight or the cat that you trip over on the stairs. Oh. I, I could go on and on. We, we, I, I it's, it's the King's cat. Quest three, but I hate that fucking cat. eagle. <laughs> Eagle can go to hell. Anyway, uh, yeah. good one, uh, uh, Daniel. Well, our piece of content is uh, Paul's interview with Noah Antwaler after he got him out of hibernation. Mm-hmm. So that was the first piece of content that had Noah on camera in I don't know eight years, nine years. I'm, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So that's our most viewed channel, and you can see. That in general, that piece of content increased our our the number of monthly average viewers we we had before the the video was released and after. Mm. So if we take if you 
if you review the analytics for the lifetime of the channel, you can see the point in which that video was released and how the monthly views increased from that point on. Mm. And that, I, I have to say that that video or that content, uh, that, that whole thing he did with uh, Noah was also a really special moment for me because I, uh, I was going to say I grew up as a Spoonie fan. I was, Spoonie, I was in college. Uh, but still, I mean, I, I, I still say to this day, basically what I do is I ape Spoonie with a stupid cartoon avatar. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically, so, so I was a huge fan and it was amazing to see him come back. So yeah, cheers for that one. Uh well, uh, Paul, have you guys ever done an episode where you got, where you just went, okay, this thing, this thing kicks ass, uh, either uh, with the sort of engagement you got community, like pats on the back, or uh, or or just took off in a weird direction, and you think this is my proudest work. My children shall <laughs> shall put this on a mantle and <laughs> pass it down through, through generations. Um, yeah, so there's two. I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick, especially the first one, because I think I brought it up on a previous podcast. But we interviewed uh, Ken Williams, and he was able to talk Roberta into coming on to the interview with us. And if that sounds weird, it's because she hadn't done an interview at that point in, a, in uh, I think it was like 20 years, something like that. 12, 12 years, 20 years, something with a two in it that's more than just two. Um, mm. it, it had been a long time, and she didn't – she wasn't aware of the, the whole booming – adventure community she had no idea that that there were like fan remakes of her games she didn't know about like Wajedi that she thought it was I could listen to her like uh, I could hear her sound in real time being like baffled at the thought that there's pixel art games still being made like she we really had the honor of kind of of letting her know that and then months later they they you know put Sig- Signa something together and did Colossal mm. Cave and so that was that was something I was really really proud of because it was I don't know. A lot of it was also just luck. Like Ken just happened, you know, happened to have been cool enough to ask her if she would join. And she just so happened to, but I think I'm proud of it because of what they went on to do. And now, you know, Roberta popping into Daniel's chat room, just popping in throughout the, the whole community is kind of a common thing. So that feels pretty cool. And then the other one that I'm almost tempted to put above that, just because it was more of a personal coming from a personal place was the, a recent episode we did a few months ago where it was called, um, Consequence, Comfort, and the Modern Adventure Game, or something yeah. like that. And it wasn't quite as classy sounding as I think I just put it, but <laughs> but I, I I was really proud of that because that, that was that was a conversation that that we were Anna and I were trying to have for the last year or two, and and I, I was really just trying to to wrap my head around, especially coming from a, a develop a developer point of view or whatever, making games. Um, and and having Sierra like being a Sierra player at heart, but seeing the market nowadays is is heavily tilted on the LucasArts style of game and just kind of wrestling with that for the last two or three years since I've been in game development. Like, you know, where where did things start to tilt heavily in, into the, the highlighted hotspot angle and, and how I started to fear that that if adventure gamers keep getting what they ask for, they're going to end up with just like spoon-fed escape room stuff. Like adventure gamers are talking developers out of doing, they're talking developers into doing all the work for them. Um, and then you bring streamers into it and streamers want like, you know, a, a quick exit so they don't even have to walk across the room anymore. And I'm just like, dude, what are we doing then? What, what, <laughs> like, what are we turning adventure games into if we keep heading down this route of, of 
limited exploration. So that's what that whole episode was about. So basically, I wanted the episode to do really good, and it did. It, it did much better numbers than our average show. I think our average show is like 300, something like that. And this one, last I checked, I think it was at like six or 700. So it was just it was just a cool feeling to know that like, hey, people are interested in this conversation and, you know, probably probably not done with that either. I'd like to like to tackle it down the line again. Cool. I think I heard that episode 300 times. <laughs> it's an interesting discussion and I, i'll bet now that you brought it up all the comments if any in the in the youtube version of this at least will all be about well paul the reason why we do we do the, right, the sort right. of thing is like oh, oh but did you listen to the rest of the no we skipped straight to paul shitting on uh <laughs> double click to exit rooms right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um uh, so I'm going to point to, to Josh first because the uh, video creator before Adventure mm -hmm. Game Hotspot and now video creator as Adventure Game Hotspot, uh, what's a video that you've done that either like took off and had likes or th uh, that you really think, okay, this, uh, this kicks ass? Well, it's like I think we all can admit that uh, in the adventure game niche or genre, we're capped. At a at a certain at a certain level, so we're I mean most videos are all going to be solid to to consistent. So it's really hard to say. Okay, this uh, we really blew up and got like a hundred thousand views or something like that. But there was one uh, situation that was a, a negative. I guess I didn't think. Um, Roberta, I was interviewing Roberta Williams, and she asked me what my uh, my opinions were or something along the lines of regarding a book or, or her book and she asked like my perspective or something and i mentioned that i prefer to read books from a, a male perspective because that I, I can put myself in their shoes and read those books didn't think about how that would be perceived and she agreed 100 percent and uh well, anyway, that didn't go over well at all. Uh, there was people that aren't even adventure game fans that that got passed around, and people got mad at her for not saying I was wrong to have that that view or something. So that was a, I guess that was my my viral taste in a negative negative way. Me saying that I prefer to read books from a male male perspective. Okay, Jack. <laughs> you broke the unwritten rules again. Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, not touching that one with a ten foot pole, Jack. Yeah, I mean, article wise, lists are always the the you know hottest item. You know, people love lists. So um, this is going back to Adventure Gamers days when I did the top one hundred adventures of all time. It's before Joshua did a video for his own video version. Um, you know, it was like just a huge hit that was far and away our most heavily trafficked and commented on uh, article. It's still, uh, I think still it's is over at AG, yeah. What's that? It still is over at AG. Probably, yeah. And I wanted to do an up to like, that was like over 10 years ago. And there's so many, you know, different games I I'd want to put on a new list. So that's on our, on my own to-do list. But, uh, but yeah, people love lists. So, um, but I think the most, the the best for this is kind of cheating because it's it's not an article but um for three years in a row me and the staff of adventure gamers um came out with uh adventure games actual games uh, called christmas quest um and like nobody knew they were coming and it was like it was basically game jam sort of rushed production sort of three weeks to a month kind of thing and 
is the most stressful I've ever been at Christmas, but also the most fun I've ever had at Christmas. And they really went over big with the community. And, and that was, that will always be something special for me because like nobody knew it was coming. And what, wow, this is amazing. You're making games now. It's really cool. And then they played them and went, these are really bad, but uh, no, no, <laughs> I'd like to think they are. Uh, that's a, that's really, that's a really good one. Mine is, mine is kind of mundane actually. Uh, the, the one video I've done that's really popped off or really still consistently gets comments even though it's ages and ages old it's uh I, I know exactly how old it is it's uh it's just over three and a half years old because that's how old my son is back when uh i was getting ready to have a son i decided to not really do youtube videos i was gonna sit in my car and do vloggy type shit and one of the videos i did it was a terrible idea to begin with and the video i did was why monkey island 3 or why a curse of monkey island is a terrible monkey island sequel which is clickbaity as hell yeah, yeah. um <laughs> And and for some reason that video still crops up in people's recommended and uh, it's a it's a guy sitting in a parking lot in his car talking to the camera. There are no cut-ins or inserts. It's just a I think it's a fifteen or twenty minute rant about how LeChuck is right. just a pussy in that game and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, and it just and and people are it still is. upset about it. Even though I say it's a beautiful, well-written, well-acted fan game of Monkey Island, and they go, oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, and I can certainly see why. And, and obviously, it was a bit of a troll. It was a bit of a semi-clickbaity thing. I didn't say anything I don't actually mean, but uh, it was, yeah, that, that, that one still has legs, and I'm not entirely sure why, because it's a dude in a car. Well, because, of, because of the comments, just like uh, their top 10 videos, because with that top 10 videos, you always have people saying, hey, where is this game? Where is that game? Where's the game? So you always have engagement. And, you know, when I think they, they uploaded a video in which the, the audio was only on the left channel. And even though <laughs> I made them aware of that fact, they still released it. And I understand it now because people, people talk about the fact that... It, YouTubers add mistakes on purpose because then people will comment on them and then you have engagement because YouTube doesn't care if the engagement is good or bad. It doesn't care if a thousand people are saying this is crap. It's a thousand people commenting. Mm. And so this will get the, that video to more people. And yeah. that's the thing. With top 10, you'll always have people saying, where's, where's X? And with audio on the left channel, you'll have hundreds of people saying, what the hell? Where is the audio on the right channel? People's left ear has enjoyed my videos on yeah, more, exactly. than 20, more than 20 years. My, my, left ear, my left ear enjoyed that review. You know, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the Beatles 1960s school of audio mixing. You got all the vocals in right. one ear and all the instruments in the other. Exactly. There was a cappella, so just one ear. I will say uh, one, one thing I, 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 I sort of glossed over is uh, one video that consistently gets views, even though it's outdated as hell, is my adventure game studio tutorial which is a terribly oh, amateurish, uh, terribly yeah. amateurish uh, three video series. three videos i've used that in one of my videos to uh, <laughs> to illustrate uh, ags and, code and, <laughs> and the fucked up thing is i still get people including paul saying that those videos help them get into making adventure games and i'm, I'm like 
they're terrible. They were terrible when I made them. They're outdated and terrible now. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, so that, okay, that that's that's a that's a positive for me. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, so I, wouldn't, if, I wouldn't be making my game if it wasn't for your tutorials. I really wouldn't because you, I, you, you you speak my language. So it's like hearing you explain how to do it mm-hmm. that registered. Whereas like going on the AGS forums or even there's there's a, there's a really comprehensive tutorial on YouTube by Densiming or something like that. But he's just so programmer minded that it's, I, I, it was immediately going over my head. But when I saw you do it, I was, it just, everything just started. I don't know. All I can really word it is like, you, you kind of speak my language. So I'm like, okay, trolls, like you explained it to me and maybe as, as a, as a, as an adult to a child might or something like that. It really, it really helped. And, and I just want to add real quick, cause you reminded me of your, your car videos. There was one car video you did and your, your brain just glitched out and in mid sentence, you just switched to your native language. And it was still like, it was one of the hardest <laughs> moments I've ever laughed in my life. Cause it was, Oh my God, it was so jarring and so funny. And it just, it what just, was like, that yeah, one? Just, it almost sounds like, like a, just like an Android getting water splashed on it. Cause you're just like, and then just glitched into, into your, uh, it's not, I want to say Denmarkian. Denmarkian. Um, yes, that is exactly <laughs> Ah, Americans. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is Jerry. Oh, I see. Uh, um, the man with the hat. Chat has to has to bail. Uh, so we should probably. Oh, we were almost going on two hours anyway. Does anyone ever? Ha- anyone else have a like a uh, this popped off or this is a proud moment for me? Thing. No, well, cool. We have I'm nothing not to proud be proud of anything. No, we're, not. <laughs> <laughs> we're ashamed of everything we've done. <laughs> okay, so so one last one I have to say is the one one uh, one shirt I uh, actually helped me with um, was the uh, recent video I did with the uh, nude mod for King's Quest Four, which ended up having an amazing redemption arc, uh, which no one expected, least of all me, uh, where I, I thought I was just going to shit all over the stupid mod and then got in touch with the dude and it completely flipped one eighty on his head, and that was one of those when I went. <sighs> Am I actually doing good in the world? Kind of thing. Coming of age story. <laughs> that one was again. All right. Hey, so- I have a I have a story about oh. doing good in the world. Hey, good. It'll be a short one. Cool. I interviewed Steve Conrad. Um, I interviewed Steve Conrad from Sierra a while ago, and at first I wasn't sure that that video was going to do well because not many people know Steve Conrad, and even when I posted about it on the Sierra channels, then. I didn't get that many likes, so I wasn't sure how that's going to... And at first, I, I I wanted to do a premiere like I usually do, but I thought maybe I should upload it as a regular video because I'm not sure how many people will tune in. But eventually, I uh, premiered it. And during the premiere, one of the other Sierra guys showed up, William Shackley, and he said that he hasn't talked to Steve Conrad in I don't know how many years. And then Steve joined the live chat and then they talked amongst themselves about doing a Sierra reunion. And a couple of hours later, Steve posted on Facebook that he talked to William and then they decided to do a reunion. And then all the other Sierra guys Mm. joined in. And so we have a reunion. Mm. You taught me about Steve Comrade in that video, by the way. Like you've, uh, you you introduced me to, to him. Yeah. So... I wasn't. I wasn't as. Uh, I wasn't aware. And thank you for that. Yeah, that's a, that's that's My really pleasure. great. All right. So um, I think 
I'm about to, to wrap this this one up. Uh, again, to everyone who's tuning in, thinking this is the first episode we've ever done this, if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, we actually have a backlog of uh, episodes. Some of them are also interesting. Uh, and there's a link in the description for those. Those are audio only, but uh, check in if you want some cool tips and tricks on how to be a content creator or how not to be one in my case. Um, and uh, do check out my fellow uh, Adventure Game Hotspot Network compatriots uh links also in the description but i will just quickly give you guys a chance to uh say your you know your channel name and where to find you and uh and all that sort of stuff so um jump in let's start with paul um cggpodcast.com uh wishlist of phantom fellows on steam and uh i'm on twitter at phantom fellows or at cgg podcast look i'd really rather you wishlist the game than follow the podcast so <laughs> <laughs> that's my sign off it's not an either or it's not an either or technically technically anna is on twitter as paul so if i understand that correctly yeah. <laughs> all right uh daniel we have our Discord channel, discord.conversationswithcurtis.com, Convos Curtis on Twitter and Mastodon, Conversations with Curtis on Facebook, Convos with Curtis on Instagram, or you can follow me on Twitter, Daniel Albu, on Blue Sky, Daniel Albu, on Mastodon, Daniel Albu at mastodon.gamedev.place, or go to my official website, danielalbu.com. Wow, you've done this before, haven't you? Uh, AGH, you and the fancy hats. Yeah, you can find us uh, on all the podcast places. We have a podcast, Adventure Game Hotspot Pod. Jack and I uh, host that. You can find us on all of the socials except for Mastodon because Mastodon is incredibly difficult for me to understand and or use. Uh, let's okay, see. Boomer. Obviously, uh, <laughs> AdventureGameHotspot.com. You can find Jack there 24-7 and the staff writing writing goodies and the youtube oh and follow just make sure you follow us on our facebook group just search adventure game hotspots on the a facebook group because we're trying to we're trying to go that one now i think we're at like 500 followers i would like for that to be 501 that could be you okay but maybe i should follow it <laughs> oh is it, are, are, you, are you absolutely certain the reason you're not on mastodon is because you prefer social media from a male perspective <laughs> <laughs> oh is that a is that a thing <laughs> like what <laughs> Oh, no. I'm so sorry. It's past midnight. I don't know what so, I'm saying. This so does why, Anna. This is why I don't live stream. Uh, Jack. <laughs> oh, I'm all the same as uh, Joshua. Just adventuregamehotspot.com. That's where you're going to find me. So. She's like, do not write me directly. Just do. No, well, no, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't do social media. I, so what's your like home you, address? You've got uh, Anna doing your social <laughs> right. media. I've got Joshua mm-hmm. doing all ours. So. And, and one short eye. Uh, that'd be one short eye on YouTube and Twitter. There you go. And you cannot find wow. his home address or even his email address, mm-hmm. as I have <laughs> discovered. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's it for us. Please check What about back you? Out. Oh. oh, yeah, I forgot. We're also <laughs> doing a thing. Well, uh, technically, if, if you are watching this on my channel, then you already know where to find it, I would assume. But, yeah, that's a <laughs> story on YouTube. I have a second channel called at SQH Plays, where I post Let's Play content eventually and um <laughs> yeah you know the sks discord exists uh it's in the description of all my youtube videos it has a terribly useless url and uh, uh bloody blah i think i'm on twitter still uh i am on mastodon because i enjoy social media from a no sorry not gonna do that again <laughs> um 
Uh, and uh, I'm very, very tired, so I'm going to stop now. Um, <laughs> he's he's pull, pulling the parachute. We yeah. out. <laughs> yep. out. Uh, me, me, and the, uh, me and the blue frog on my shoulder, we're out. So, yeah, uh, thanks so much. Uh, we do these monthly, by the way, so check back uh, next month. And, uh, yeah, what a caper this was. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> See ya. Kisses. Bye. Bye. Bye.